Numbers chapter 32, we're going to start reading in verse 11. Surely none of the men that came up out of Egypt from 20 years old and upward shall see the land which I swear unto Abraham, unto Isaac, and unto Jacob, because they have not wholly followed me, save Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the the Kenizzite, and Joshua, the son of Nun, for they have wholly followed the Lord. And the Lord's anger was kindled against Israel, and he made them wander in the wilderness forty years, until all the generation that had done evil in the sight of the Lord was consumed. The title of this message this morning is Moving into the Promised Land. Let's go to the Lord in prayer before we go any further. Father, I come to you this morning. Lord, I'm standing here just as humbly as I know how, Lord, seeking your anointing. God, I just ask that above everything else that your name would be lifted up. Lord, I don't want any credit for my own works. I just want to find joy at the works of your hand, Lord. And God, I ask that you begin to move upon these people right now in a mighty way. Lord, that as this word goes forth, Lord, if they need convicting, they'll be convicted. But Lord, most of all, after it's all said and done, Lord, that they'll be exhorted to do more and do above and beyond what they've done in the past. And God, I just ask that you just have your way in this service, that your name would be lifted up and that no other thing would be spoken other than what you would have me to say. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Now this word that we just read is telling us that the original group of Israelites that came out of Egypt had a problem, that they didn't wholly follow God. And we all know the stories. Most of y'all remember them from even back from Sunday school when you were a little kid. How as they came out of Egypt, God did all these mighty wonderful things. And they still, when they had the opportunity, wanted to turn and follow other gods. Or something would come up and they wouldn't have any faith at all to speak of. And they'd begin to murmur against Moses and against what God was trying to do. The scripture we just read tells you kind of what their punishment was, right? They wandered for 40 years. And when all was said and done, they didn't even get to go into the promised land. Now isn't that terrible? Isn't that terrible? They wandered around for 40 years. And I don't remember the, the, what I read now, but I've read before that it should have took them a very short amount of time to get from where they were going to where they came from, or from where they came from to where they were going. But for 40 years, they wandered around and then didn't even get to partake of what God had promised them. In fact, God sent them in wandering around in the wilderness so that that generation could pass away because they wouldn't follow God. Listen, these are God's chosen people. God's chosen people. And they wouldn't follow Him. So God had to raise up a new generation. Y'all listen. Man, this ought to, this ought to prick you in your heart today. God had to raise up a new generation because the previous generation didn't want it bad enough. They didn't want to follow God. Oh, yeah, they wanted the reward, but they didn't want to follow God. They wanted to get there their own way. 
And in fact, if you go and read a little further, you'll see that there were some of them that was camping out just on the other side of Jordan saying, you know, this is a pretty good place right here. We really don't have to go on into the promised land. We could just all stay right here. Wouldn't that be okay? God had promised them something. God had said, this is yours. But they were satisfied. See, if I just stay on this side of Jordan, I don't have to follow God. If I stay on this side of Jordan, I can do what I want to do. Ain't this good enough? Now, what's the point I'm trying to make today? What am I trying to tell y'all? Well, it ain't me first of all. God's trying to tell you something. I want y'all to understand that I want to go into the promised land. I want to go possess the land that God has promised. I'm not talking about physical land, y'all. I'm telling y'all today that there was work to be done when they went into the promised land. I'm telling y'all today that when, when they was wandering in the wilderness, God was purging out the ones He knew wasn't going to follow Him. He was getting rid of the ones that wasn't going to obey Him. He was getting rid of those that wasn't going to be willing to fight when they crossed Jordan. Do you understand that there was a fight waiting on them? They had to possess. You know what it means to possess something? See, I can go to the store and buy something, but as soon as I walk out the door, somebody take it out of my hands if I let them. They had to possess that land. They had to go in and conquer and possess, even though God promised it to them. So what I want you all to see today is that there is a chosen people of God, but just because God chooses them doesn't mean they choose Him. And just because God promises a people something doesn't mean they're going to do what is required to fulfill that promise. You see, there is always obligations that you have to God. There are responsibilities you have to have these things fulfilled in your life. And what I want you all to see is that there is a promised land looming on the horizon. If you want to go into the promised land, you've got to be willing to fight. You've got to be willing to possess. You most often have to be willing to follow God wholly. See, there was only two from that original group. Joshua and Caleb. It says, save Joshua and Caleb who followed God wholly. See, their report as spies when they came back was not the same as the other ten. There's two. That ought to tell you something. That ought to tell you something. There's a small portion. small portion of people that want to wholly follow God. What does it mean? Caleb said, y'all crazy. Let's go up at once. We're well able. They're over there talking about we're grasshoppers. Not look, y'all. God's on our side. Let's go. Let's go. He promised it. Let's go. Do y'all have that kind of attitude? Do y'all have that kind of attitude? Because see, what I know about what I read in the Bible is that's the kind of attitude you've got to have. You're not going to get anything from God waiting on Him to dump it in your lap. You have to go and possess it. You have to go possess it. And it may take some fighting. 
It may take some spiritual killing, but you've got to go possess it. <clears throat> God raised up a new generation, though. What I'm here to tell you all today is God is raising up a new generation. You see, there's all these old-timers, and look, hey, y'all get mad at me if you want to. You get mad at me if you want to. But you know in your heart, if you're the one sitting there thinking, well, can't we just do it the way we've always done it? Can't we just do what we used to do? Then this applies to you, don't it? See, what I'm here to tell you today is God is willing to raise up a new generation that will wholly follow Him. So you can make your choice today, just like we talked about in Sunday school, how Joshua said, choose this day who you will serve. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. See, what I want you to understand is that this is the point where you need to decide, am I going to wholly follow after God? Am I going to be listening to what His guidance and direction are for my life? Am I going to be involved in what this church is going to move forward and do? Am I going into the promised land? Or am I going to be one of them that has to stand on the other side of Jordan and say, well, this is good enough over here. You see, you can't have both. There wasn't a bridge built across Jordan. I, I, don't, I didn't read that, did you? God didn't build a bridge so you could go back and forth across. No. He stopped the water flowing. They went across and then it flowed again. There wasn't no going back. And I want you all to understand that today. <clears throat> How many of you all got a little flyer in the mail? That's just the first step, y'all. That's just the first step. I am planting a seed. It's not me, y'all. I'm, I'm just speaking metaphorically here. It's not me doing that. God is working. <clears throat> God is going to expand His boundaries here. See, the promised land has to be conquered. The promised land has to be taken back. God gave it to the Israelites, right? God's given us this land, this community. I look around, I see just devastation. I see all sorts of other forms of worship that aren't to the one true God. I see everything, any kind of abomination you can imagine. But what I want to see, what I long for, is to see God's people move in, take the promised land back, and begin to possess that land. You see, it takes work. It takes fighting. It takes effort. It takes somebody willing to say, you know what? The old ways ain't good enough no more. What I've been doing isn't cutting it. You know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over, expecting different things to happen. I'm telling you all today, it takes change. I ain't talking about Obama change. I'm talking about God moving in His people. His people not quenching the Spirit. His people allowing things to happen and move and work the way God wants them to. What I want you to do today is shake off those old chains and shackles and say, that is enough. It's enough. I've had it with people that, that just want to play Christian games. I don't care about playing games, y'all. I don't care about playing them. 
You read the Old Testament, you'll see God didn't care nothing about playing games. He had a purpose for His people. Listen, we have a purpose today. I'm not playing a church game. I'm tired of it. It sickens me. I'm tired of routine. We need people. Look, y'all, get this in your heart as deep as you can. You open up and listen to what I'm telling you right now, what the Holy Spirit's trying to say. God needs people that desire Him, that hunger after Him. You see, these people, this new generation that God raised, oh yeah, you look, they had problems. They failed in a lot of ways after that. But listen, these people hungered after what God had promised them. They was tired of wandering in the wilderness. They said, let's go. Let's go. This is, anything's got to be better than this. God, look. Look, we're at the bottom, y'all. We're at the bottom. Anything's got to be better. Let's change. Let's do something. Let's move in a new direction. Because the old direction didn't get us anywhere but in circles wandering in the wilderness. It's time to cross Jordan and move in. But believe the fight is coming. I'm telling y'all, these people are going to fight you. These people are going to fight you because they like what they got and they're going to hang on. But that's okay. Because the Word says that it will break the chains. The Word says that the Holy Ghost will move upon them. And those chains will be broken. That the, the captive will be set free. That the broken hearted will be bound up. Huh? Now how does that happen? Does it happen by sitting on the other side of Jordan waiting and just being content with where you are? No. No. And you know, they could have went in and said, well, man, this is a nice little area. We don't really need to go all the way over there like God promised us and God directed us. We can just stay over here. Plenty of room for us. No. That's not the way it works. That is not what God expects of us. You know what? God expects things of you. God expects something from you. He expects and demands that you wholly follow after Him. Y'all act like nobody's told you that in a long time. God expects something out of you. You see, we, we spend our lives, I don't know about y'all, I'm going to tell you how I feel. Or how I felt. See, I spent a lot of my life living for myself. I spent a lot of my life thinking about everything from my perspective. And even when I'm trying to serve God, I still get lazy. I still start thinking, well, you know, we don't really have to do all that. It's, it's not really that important. But see, if you look at things from God's perspective, you see things in a different light. You start seeing all your lack, all your inadequacies, all your faults, all your failures. That tells me something, y'all. It tells me God expects and demands a whole lot more than I put forth. It tells me that I come up short in ways I can't even begin to count in number. So what do I do to change that? Ain't nothing to do but to start. See, you you got to start 
At some point they had to decide, I'm going to cross over the Jordan. And there ain't no looking back. If you're looking back, y'all, you're missing out on the scenery. You're missing out on what's coming up ahead. Y'all ever rode in a car backwards? That's the most boring trip you'll ever take. Because by the time everything gets around where you can see it, you're already too far away to understand what was really there. But when you're looking forward, you see something down the road and your interest is peaked. You begin looking at it and you say, man, I wonder what that is. And as it gets a little closer, you say, oh, now this looks interesting. As it gets even closer, you begin to take in the beauty and the detail of whatever the scenery is you're looking at. And there comes a point in time where it passes you. But look, there's another thing coming down the road. And you've got more to look forward to. If you're riding backwards today, you're missing out on what God's doing. You're missing out on what's coming up ahead. And y'all can look at me how you want to. It ain't going to change my ideas anyway because God has put something in me today. God has put something in me today. See, the Word says without vision the people perish. And you ain't going to have no vision looking backwards, trying to hang on to things of the past. Things that are behind you, forget about them. Paul said press toward the mark. Y'all need to start pressing in ways you ain't never pressed before. I know these are all things I've told you in the past. But you need to hear them. You better take them to heart. You better start listening and applying these things to your life because you're going to get left behind. Huh? You'll get left behind. Y'all can sit on the other side of Jordan, but I'm going over. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Now y'all come with me. Let's go into the promised land and possess it. Let's go take back what God's already given us. a lot of conquering that needs to be done. It's a lot of work God has for His people. But man, ain't that an honor. There ain't no better thing than to be called by God. But you know what? Just because God calls you does not guarantee the promised land. You think God called Moses? You think God used Moses? Even up to the very day he was, he walked up into that mountain and God showed him the promised land. He gave him just a glimpse of it. And he said, but you ain't going in because you didn't wholly follow me. See, that ought to tell you something. You think Moses, man, Moses ought to have been big dog, right? And here was his servant, Joshua, He got to go in, didn't he? Because he wholly followed after God. Does that mean Joshua never sinned? No. No. See, Joshua had something else in him, though. He had this desire. I think somewhere along the way, Moses might have lost a little desire. Joshua had this hungering. I think Moses might have lost a little hunger. Man, Moses saw some wonderful things, y'all, but listen... There was a point where Moses was disobedient. Disobedience. Have y'all ever been disobedient? You know you have. All of us have. Does that mean you're not going in? No, it doesn't. But you need to change your heart. You need to begin to examine yourself today and you need to say, God, I want to go into the promised land. God, I want to serve you in a way I never have. See, I was listening to this song the other day. 
And the guy said, I find joy at the works of your hand. Oh, man, that just touched me. I've heard that song thousands of times, and it just began to speak to me. You see, God wants to use us. He wants to work through us. And you want to find joy? It's at the works of His hand. You begin to watch how God is moving and working, how He just takes people and does things with them. People that ain't capable of doing nothing in the natural. God can use them for mighty wonderful things. And I'm here to tell you all today that this is the time. This is the time. You want to serve God? Get on board. This is the time. It's, it's open invitation. Come on in. The time is right. Don't wait around. Don't think, I can wait to another few years and I'll start serving God the way I ought to. I don't know if you got them. This is the time. Man, I spent a lot of my life trying to do things the way I wanted to. Thinking I could get around what God had called me to do. But you know what? God had greater plans. And you know what else? I could have kept going the way I was. He wouldn't have stopped me. He made it hard on me. But He wouldn't have stopped me. And I'm here to tell you today, God chose these people. God chose you. That does not guarantee you entrance into the promised land. That does not guarantee you that the blessings of God are going to be on your life. Because God chose these other people to call them out of Egypt. But what did He have to do? He had to wait around and raise up a new generation. A new generation. Y'all, we got a new generation. There's three here. Four over here. I like to count myself in the same generation, but I'm getting slowly edged out. God will raise up a new generation, y'all. He'll set you aside as quick as He can because He's got a work that needs to be done. He's got something that needs to be accomplished. And I want y'all to see that the promises He made to Abraham were fulfilled. Those promises were fulfilled. God chose different people because the ones He chose to start with didn't follow Him. You look at yourself today. You know. I don't even have to come back there and talk with you. You know. You're going to wholly follow God or are you going to have to wait around on the next generation to come up and do what you should have been doing? Man, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to get to heaven. You know what I want to hear? Good and faithful servant. I don't want to hear depart. Because I don't know who you are, you worker of iniquity. Are you a worker of iniquity? That's a tough question, ain't it? Hmm? You ain't had nobody ask you that before. Are you a worker of iniquity? Just because you're sitting in church don't mean you are. What does it mean? Iniquity sin, right? Or are you that good and faithful servant? I've been both. But I know where I want to be. I don't want to go back across Jordan and relive the things I've done in the past. I want to keep pressing. I want to keep moving forward. I want to see God use me. Oh man, y'all look. There is nothing that gets me more excited than to see what God's going to use me to do. Man, I just can't... Oh. Just makes me want to jump and shout right now, y'all. If y'all don't understand what I'm talking about, you are missing out. 
You are missing out, people. Look, every time I come over here and pray, I just say, God, use me in a mighty way. Use me, God, use me. Man, when something comes to pass and I see how God used me, I'm not looking for glory, y'all. I don't care about being on TV or none of that. What I want to see, though, is somebody being blessed by God using me. Oh, that's such a wonderful thing. It makes me want to just jump up and shout when I see somebody get blessed because I was being obedient and faithful to God. If you don't understand, you are missing it. You are missing it. You're content sitting on the other side of Jordan. It's time to move into the promised land. I'm going to stop right there or I'm going to get into my message for tonight. I don't want to go no further. Otherwise, I won't have anything to preach tonight. So what, what does this mean we need to do? Well, there's a lot of things I've been thinking on. In fact, I want to meet with all the men after church today. But there's a whole lot of things coming up, y'all. God needs of people more than anything else that's willing to just do whatever. Oh, just whatever. Look, we need workers. I don't care about who you are. I could care less, y'all. I don't care if you're running for office. It don't matter to me one bit. You can carry a table just like the next person. I don't care anything about who you feel like you are or what you think people owe you. What I'm here to tell you today is God needs workers. He needs soldiers. He needs people that are just willing to lay it all down and do whatever. He needs people to say, God, use me. Here I am. Send me. Ain't that what the Word says? God said, who will I send? And Isaiah said, here I am, Lord, send me. How many I got to hear today that would say that? If God was to come to you and say, who am I going to send? You know, when I was in the army, they were real big on somebody volunteering. They'd come, you'd all be standing there in formation, and they'd come and they'd say, I need two volunteers. They wouldn't say, hey, we're going to go pick up trash, or hey, we need somebody to clean the toilets, who's going to survive? No, they said, I need two volunteers. Well, you know what? Before I went into the army, somebody told me a little secret. And they said, if you'll stand in the middle of formation, you won't get picked for a lot of that stuff. And you know what? He was right. But do you know what? Sometimes I missed out on something good because I didn't volunteer. See, God don't always come to you and lay everything out and say, okay, do you want to do it? He just says, who's going to go for me? Do I have any volunteers? Who's going to go do my work? Who, do I have any volunteers? And then in our spirit, we have to say, Lord, I'll go. Send me. 
See, that's the kind of attitude God needs in this church today. He needs some people that's willing to say, I don't even care what it is because I know if God's going to put my hands to it, He's going to supply my every need according to His riches and glory. And I don't have to worry about my physical limitations or my financial limitations or my personal own complex about how I look and how I feel because God is going to work through me when I make myself available to Him He will supply everything I need to accomplish what His work is. You see, God never made any stipulations about the people He chose. He just said, who'll go? And Isaiah said, here I am, God. Send me. This is the day, y'all. This is the day. You can choose right now. Am I going to go? Am I going to do whatever it is God wants me to do? Look, God may ask you to do some things that's real hard. I ain't going to sugarcoat it, y'all. He may ask you to do some things that's very difficult, very trying, and that you would think there ain't no way I can accomplish that. But I'm going to tell y'all something. When you put your hands to it, and you start to see God working through you. See, God just wants somebody that's available. He just wants somebody to say, send me. Just take me as I am and use me, God. Clean me up. Do whatever you need to do. Use me, though. Y'all, don't, y'all know God's faithful? Do y'all know He's faithful? Do you know He's faithful? Do you know He's faithful? See, the Word tells you in 2 Timothy. He's, Timothy, I'll see, Paul knew something about God. Paul knew something. He's trying to tell Timothy. He said, I know whom I have believed in. And I am persuaded that He is able to keep that which I commit to Him against that day. I'm here to tell y'all today, if you don't know who you have believed in and you're not persuaded He is able, you better find a place to know Him better. You better find a place to get persuaded. If you want to serve God, you better be persuaded that He's able. I'm going to tell y'all right now, there ain't no point in you praying another prayer if you're not persuaded that He's able. You can pray all the prayers you want to, and without that faith backing them up, they're going to fall on the floor in front of you. God needs that kind of people. He needs people that's persuaded He's able. Y'all look at this new generation of Israelites that came up. They were persuaded. They knew who they believed in. They knew. Joshua said, choose this day who you'll serve. What did they say? Well, you know, I don't know. No, they said, we're going to follow God. And he said, now are you sure? He said, because see, God is a jealous God. God ain't going to put up with all that mess. No, no. We're going to serve God. That's what they said. Is that what you're going to do today? Is that what you're going to do? You're going to choose to serve God? Look, I want you all to be aware. I don't want you coming back to Kevin and saying, look, you didn't tell me it's going to be like this. I'm going to tell you all, it's going to be a fight. It's going to be a struggle. There's going to be times you want to quit. There's going to be times you're going to think everybody in the world is against you. But I'm telling you today, when you know God is on your side, nothing else is going to matter. Word says, when God is on my side, who can be against me? 
I'm here to tell you today that it doesn't matter what everything looked like around you. When you choose to do God's will, He's going to strengthen you and empower you to get through it. He's going to provide what you need according to His riches and glory. Not your limitations that you've set on Him in earth. 